Happy July, everybody. Welcome back to Run Up the Score. We are fresh off of our rankings month where we gave you every important player for the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Today, we're going to put those skills to the test, those rankings to the test. It's our second mock draft of the offseason. Let's see what kind of team we can come up with, and let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott, hey. and Tom is in Europe on vacation. This uh, this happened same time last year, I believe. Yeah, uh, Tom was on vacation Making in this uh, run through. in Europe. Yeah, yeah, very cool. He's, he's in, in Norway ta- now. Yeah, he's been taking some very Instagram worthy pictures yeah, um, we're very sure. jealous of him yeah uh, but we did receive our blessing to do a mock draft episode uh to kind of wrap up rankings month you know we just finished rankings month tight ends kickers defense dropped last week we did wide receivers before that running backs before that quarterbacks before that you all know that because you've all listened to all four of them i'm of sure course. but uh but now i figured and I, I even mentioned this when we before we started doing rankings month i was like the best thing for us to do then is Let's do a mock draft. The best let's thing put these to do rankings to the test yeah. at this point is to mock draft. Yeah, and you know, mock I, draft I, season has begun. Yeah, I mean July, right? July yeah. is the start of mock draft season. Like mock draft season is fully yeah. upon us. And it's, and I've had I had two leagues go through the draft order. Uh, oh yeah, this week. So I have been mock drafting like crazy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, can't like, help myself. And and like to do a mock draft once a day until your draft. Is nowhere near crazy in my opinion. And I got point. too many leagues, you know. So yeah. I gotta, I gotta get the mocks out early yeah. in the in the ones where I know where my pick is. So right. then when I find out the ones later on, then I fire off those speed mocks later yeah. on. And by the way, I know we kind of sprinkle in our preferences of how your league is set up. If you have a way of figuring out the draft order before the day of the draft, you It'd gotta do it like that because yeah. it just makes everybody that much more prefer- prepared, that much more invested in the draft. Yep. In my opinion, I think it makes people want to go to the draft more. To yeah. kind of because yeah, like sure. I want people to be surprised by what I do because they don't know what I've been doing behind the scenes. So let's see how it goes right now. Yeah. Um. So let's just run through our our quick uh, our spiel. Uh, as always, we are assuming that this is a half point PPR league, a little peep league. Yep. Um. We gave ourselves the tenth pick out of um, ten teams. Yes, out of a ten team league, and uh, I got to be honest, this was a little biased here because in one of my leagues, I just figured out that I'm going to have the tenth pick. In yeah, the but first that's round, that's, that's but the way to do it. We did our first one in uh, in June was the middle of, or sorry, in May was the middle of the first round. We gave right. ourselves pick six. Mm-hmm. I did a zero wide receiver uh, draft where I gave myself pick one. So right. this is really the only spot in the draft that I haven't mocked yet right. on the show. So I figured let's give this a shot. Well, let's and, get into it. And let's get into it. Yeah, so, agreed. So like I said, 10th pick in the first round. The results, the players taken, I think are pretty straightforward for what you would expect on draft day um the positioning of it though i think there's a couple of things i want to highlight here um number one todd Gurley, Le'Veon bell number two i think those guys are still at a coin flip whether you want the yardage the ppr bonus yeah. with Le'Veon bell or you want the bigger touchdown potential in todd Gurley. you know i'm not splitting hairs over it no three four was ezekiel elliott three david johnson four i think that's less of a coin flip like I can't think of a scenario where I want Zeke over Zeke David over David Johnson, but some people might. 
And so it's uh, that's and something I to think like about anyway. Brown over maybe both of them too. Yeah. So but. Antonio Brown does go five, and then at pick six, the second wide receiver taken is Odell Beckham. And Scott, I think you and I are both in agreement here. I'm not taking Odell Beckham yeah, over DeAndre Hopkins. Tom likes Beckham over Hopkins, and he I does. get it because of the touchdown. You know, there's he has a really high touchdown floor yeah. throughout his career, and and I do like you know I do like Odell like dynasty wise. Dynasty, I did mention that my dynasty rankings. He was my right round one pick one, but for this year, I think Hopkins' prospects are a lot better coming in with a healthy Deshaun Watson, and you know, kind of just seeing where that offense is going to take yeah. off from. Alvin Kamara goes number seven. Saquon Barkley number eight. You know, you got to start accepting that Saquon Barkley is going to be a first round pick in your league. It's, yeah, he's going to be. It's over. Get ready um, for it. DeAndre Hopkins does go right before our pick at number nine. Otherwise, that would have made our decision a lot easier, yeah, at least think, for one of our two picks. So I we have the ten. A good pick. spot for a mock too, because you have to make a decision at this point. You know, you yeah. have to actually. There's some there's some players to wade through and some decisions to to make in these two picks that we're going to have. That if one of those guys in the top nine picks slipped, I think it would yeah. have just made it a little too easy for us. I'm right. happy that they made it a little more difficult on us. Picking twice at a time is always really, really great, I think, in my opinion. Just because, like, to know that you can say, okay, like, I got this guy. And I feel like when you're waiting that long, like, especially in a real-life draft, like, by the time it gets to your picks, you are just so quick with yeah. your picks. Like, yeah. you're just like, if this guy goes, and it's you're waiting so long, like, oh, my God, how long yeah. is this going to go? Absolutely. Um, luckily, uh, for me, this... I have trouble with not stacking like positions oh, when yeah. I pick back to back. Like really picking two receivers right right in a row right here is something that I like would normally do if I picked. 10th. And that was actually the one of the first discussion points I wanted to have about picking tenth. Do we want to go with a zero running back, zero wide receiver for these first two picks, or you know I'm looking at top available wide receivers are Michael Thomas and Julio Jones. Top available running backs, we got Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. Do we want to go one and one? Do we want to go two of a certain one? Right now, I think the talent the talent pool is deeper at wide receiver right now than yeah, it is at running sure. back. Yeah. Um, and we of course we've we've talked about it a lot. We love a lot of third, fourth round running backs this year as well. Right. In addition to these guys who are being taken at the very top. I have I have a vote for what one of our picks should be, and it's Michael Thomas. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think that he is just that's rock solid of a stud. receiver you're going to get. And he really didn't even reach that high of the touchdown threshold that we kind of expect him to right. reach throughout his career. I don't know if you've seen any any pictures or any videos of him. The dude is absolutely shredded. It looks yeah. like he put on like 20 pounds of muscle this offseason. So he's looking like a beast. I think that at the back end of the first round, you know, everyone knows how much I love Julio. I'm still taking Michael Thomas over Julio. I think the scariest thing, one of the scariest things to think about going into this NFL season is what if we're just scratching the surface of Michael Thomas's potential? Right. And so we do go ahead and make that pick. Um, like I said, I love it. Um, we've got a pair of chargers now in our suggested section with Melvin Gordon and Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, no thought of taking both of those guys. Right, Scott? No, that's a little yeah. too risky for me. You know, even even as a big Chargers fan myself, right. I think that's that's even just a, a little too far for me to go all in on their two best players. Yeah, I feel like with that, like the only exception you can make with that logic is our two guys that you're just never going to get on the same team, especially in this draft climate in Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Right. Like that's never going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would be amazing. But I mean, if you're going to do that, you might as well just pick Phil. Yeah, exactly. Like <laughs> just you just go got to go all in, in yeah. on that offense. Absolutely. So, I mean, here, I, for me, um, I kind of, the, the way that I've seen the drafts go, these running backs really come off quick. And I think that we could go receiver here. 
and end up with a really nice pairing. But I would probably lean more towards running back. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the receivers that are coming down the pike that are probably going to be available to us at the turn of round three and four. Right. And I just feel like we're going to have guys, especially now with Michael Thomas, who we've said, like, he's got a very safe floor, but his ceiling may not exist. Right. So I think we can get another, probably another solid receiver or maybe another, like, hype guy um, in the next couple of rounds. And I think you're right. I think the move is running back here. My vote here is for Kareem Hunt. Um, I think he's just in a more loaded offense, and he's yeah. got a more defined role. I think he's going to out-touch Melvin Gordon, who is probably the only other running back I consider at this point. Right. Um, maybe I'd I give like, some consideration to Fournette. I really like Leonard Fournette, and I've I've really been starting to fall in love with the idea of his game scripts just being better and better. But in a half peak, you know, in a little peep league, um, having Kareem Hunt's receiving potential to the point you know where he can catch these you know 50 60 balls is incredible his, his work is going to be decreased Andy Reid never typically goes to like a workhorse running back he normally has right. like a 60 40 type of split but that just means that he's going to be used I think in the times where you know they know they need a big play or they know they need a big hit and I think Kareem Hunt is a great pick at the back end of the or the I guess it would be the front end of the second round yeah he he's fairly he's still very young as well and Melvin Gordon's been known to get nicked up as the season goes along a little bit so I think durability if it does if it is an issue I think that also gives Kareem Hunt the edge over right Melvin Gordon uh so let's take a look back at who got drafted after us um the first tight ends and quarterback went uh, but I don't want to reveal that right now. Scott, I think you need to scroll down a little bit. There we go. Perfect. So after us, Julio Jones goes at 12, uh, round two, pick two. Keenan Allen at third, at uh, pick three. Leonard Fournette, pick four. Mike Evans, pick five. Devontae Adams, pick six. Melvin Gordon, Dalvin Cook go back-to-back at seven and eight. A.J. Green at nine. Christian McCaffrey at the back end of round two. I'm identifying that right now. That's a super good value. Yeah, that's and that's a guy who that's the guy who drafted Gurley one overall. So now he's got Todd Gurley and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's in the nice. first with the first pick of the third round, he gets Tyree Kill as his number one receiver. Yeah, Lashawn McCoy still going in that third round, even though we identified him as a good. value guy in the third round in our last mock draft episode. That's good. crazy to me. That's good to hear. Your boy Doug Baldwin, your number five receiver going into this year. Music round to my three, ears. Pick three. Music to my ears, Don. Adam Thielen goes before Stephon Diggs at round three, pick four. Devontae yes. Freeman, round three, pick five. I can't believe he dropped that low. Alshon Jeffrey, round three, pick six. Gronkos, pick seven. Zach Ertz over Travis Kelsey again. This happened in the May mock draft. It's now happening in our first July one. Yeah, Ertz is getting a lot of clout. And Aaron Rodgers slowly starting to creep up. He was a fifth-round pick in our first mock draft. He's now a fourth-round pick, pick nine. Um, Reason is starting to settle in. One of the things I wanted to talk about, um, and he got drafted in this stretch, I was actually kind of maybe thinking he might be available to us, uh, was Mike Evans. Now, we know the Jameis Winston suspension has been levied. It will not be appealed. It sounds like it was negotiated behind the scenes before it was even announced right. so that Winston wouldn't appeal it and we wouldn't have this Mike Evans Tom Brady, Ezekiel Elliott situation. Far, though. But I'm just what I wanted to ask was, the, without Winston those first three games of the year, what does that do to Evans in your rankings thus far? I mean, he's still a target monster. Um the first couple of weeks, they actually have some pretty tough matchups. I know that they play the Saints. They also play the Eagles, I believe, and another tough team. They, and I believe it's the Steelers. So he was never going to have it easy anyway. 
but um, they throw the ball so much, and they're going to be losing in those games that I'm okay with it. I'm okay with drafting Mike Evans as my my WR1, but I'm not taking him in the first round. I take him in the middle of that second round. Week one, the Bucks get the Saints in New Orleans. Trouble. Tough game. The Eagles do come to Tampa Bay, for what it's worth. Still a tough um, game. But, but a tough game. And then, of course, the Steelers. Right. So that's um, Ronald Darby in week two. Marshawn Lattimore week one, and Artie Burns week three. Yeah, that's tough for Mike Evans. So with Ryan Fitzpatrick as his quarterback, right? And but I will. I actually do kind of like that in a weird way because I feel like at least with Fitzpatrick, like he's got the continuity. Like he was there that's last true. year, and he was he started a couple of games last year. They weren't very good, of course, but um, but at least there's something there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but anyway, let's get to who we should be taking. Um, I already know that we're taking a running back because one of your favorites. And Tom's favorites going into this year uh, is Jarek McKinnon. He's still available yeah, to us. Yeah, a guy I'm really growing on. But there's some receivers out there that I really like. But what, you know, we obviously do have we pick a lot back of- to back here. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think for sure. I'm looking at the other running backs. And there's another running back out there that I actually really like, Jordan Howard, too. Yep. But Jarek McKinnon has really been growing on me over the past yeah. uh, couple weeks. And I think with having Kareem Hunt, as well, Jarek McKinnon is is another great pick. I like him a lot just because like that offense is is something that I'm gonna want a piece of in all of my drafts this year. And I think that if 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 that's actually true, the piece you're gonna want is Jarek McKinnon. Absolutely. And if you look at it's interesting. If you look at the measurables between like Devonte Freeman and Jarek McKinnon, they're actually like very similarly sized yeah. running backs. And you know, the numbers that, like, Kyle Shanahan has had with running backs, like, that size, like Devontae Freeman and, like, along the other stops in his career. Right. Is, like, a guy of the, of Jarek McKinnon's size typically feasts yeah. with Shanahan. I mean, he's – I think he's more of a threat to get into that 10, 12 touchdown range than Jordan Howard is because of that Matt Nagy offense that we're going to see in Chicago. I think the touchdowns are going to be a very – well spread around I could see just that like too. it was with Kansas City last year I yeah mean, Kareem Hunt did have a bunch but Kareem Hunt can do a lot more catching out of the backfield than Jordan Howard can. no doubt um interesting that we bring Kareem Hunt up with the Jordan Howard thing uh but we're gonna go ahead and take Jarek McKinnon like I said I think like for me like I kind of want to still go wide receiver here we've got T.Y. Hilton available we got Stefan Diggs available Demarius Thomas maybe one of the all-time Ruts boys yes. Larry Fitzgerald <laughs> is still out there in a little peep league yeah um he's everybody's boy at least he should be yeah um, no doubt but my question though and I'm, I'm just I wouldn't posing even this. hate going Jordan Howard here too and yeah really true. loading up on running back yeah but we are we are playing this with a running back wide receiver tight end flex so if we took Jordan Howard, he would be in our starting lineup going forward. What I was going to ask you, though, Scott, is taking a look at any of those receivers, would you want those guy, all of those guys over Travis Kelsey, who's still out there at tight end? Because um, we are in the fourth round. I feel like that's his range, and I it's think a pretty good one at that. Um, I but, think I'd want the receivers over Kelsey. Yeah. Um, T.Y. Hilton is really popping out at me uh, just because if Luck is healthy, this is a guy, this is a threat to lead the league in receiving yards. Which he did the last time Luck was healthy. And and to be able to get him in the fourth round and as our WR2, he's going to have games where he's going to get you that, he's going to get you consistency, which he wasn't able to last year with Brissett, obviously. But with Luck, he will be able to this year. Right. And games where he is just a world. Yeah. And in medium to bad matchups, like T.Y. Hilton was still very consistent. The problem was anytime the Colts played a good defense, he was so quiet because 
the te- teams knew. Yeah. All they had to do was key on, on T.Y. Hilton and you win. And it was over. It was just over. And they had no chance. You know, then then they were forced to just dump it to, to Doyle. That won't be the case this right. year. T.Y. Hilton moves all over the field. They use him in a great way. And he's Andrew Luck's boy. So yeah. if you believe in Andrew Luck's health at all this year, which I do, you have to believe in T.Y. Hilton as, I think, a top 10 receiver and to get him in the fourth round right here absolutely is, is just a money pick i think do you think that you're do you think that you're gonna see drafts where zach Ertz is taken ahead of travis kelsey i don't this summer because this is the second mock now that we've done as an official mock draft episode and in both Ertz was the second tight end off the board and i'm still trying to figure out like how that's happening it's uh, surprising we, there's yeah. no doubt about that we did go ahead and make the pick travis kelsey went right after our pick of um who do we just take? T.Y. Hilton. I'm sorry. Uh, Brandon Cooks goes round four, pick three. Larry Fitzgerald off the board. That's a heartbreaker. Yes. Uh, Joe Mixon, round four, pick five. That's a super sneaky value on him. Jordan, Jordan Howard, Howard all the way down. Another good one. Yeah. Uh, somebody pulls the trigger on Josh Gordon at at pick seven of round Big four. Big run of receivers. Big run of receivers. Uh, we got Diggs, round four, pick eight. Amari Cooper, round four, pick nine. Jarvis Landry, round four, pick ten. Allen Robinson, round five, pick one. Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas, round five, pick two. Insane. Love that value. Yeah, that's unbelievable. You know who else I'm warming to his value? Amari Cooper. Yeah. As much he's, as I can't stand him, his value is He's kind of hitting that wheelhouse where you're like, okay. Like, like he's getting too like, many targets he's to be He's not going to be my number drafted. one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, round five, pick three. That's a good range for him, mm-hmm. too. Uh, Jimmy Graham is the fourth tight end off the board at round five, pick four. Golden Tate, round five, pick five. Rashad Penny, the second rookie running back taken off of the board, round five, pick six. Greg Olson, round five, pick seven. Mark Ingham, round five, pick eight. A team very unconcerned about his suspension. Yep. And Kenyon Drake, he almost slid to us, Scotty. He, we almost, almost made ended it. up with Kenyon Drake. Almost made it. That's all right, though, because we'll we, got some, someone else. we got some interesting guys on the board right now. Uh, software is suggesting that we take our tight end and quarterback, knowing how you and Tom like to mock draft. Not I know that that's here. really not an option. Um, plus, I'm looking at a bunch of tight ends that we could easily take in a double-digit round and, and be totally fine with it. Uh, and quarterback, of course. There's just only Aaron Rodgers has much been taken value out there right. right now, Donnie. To go picking a quarterback right now or picking a tight end, there is way too much value at yep. the running back and receiver positions. I'm looking at guys that I love. I'm I, looking at a guy that everybody loves on this podcast, and that's man catch Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones is, um, I think, an amazing number three receiver as to get a, this year. Obviously, you heard me sing my, yeah. sing his praises in the WR rankings. I think he's an incredible flex. Yeah, he's going to be very steady this year, especially if you can get him as a flex. And I mean, you know, that's a I, that's just a perfect spot for him. Like, there's it's the only issue is he does have a week six bye, which is also when Michael Thomas has his, but. We're not concerned with that in round five. No. We're concerned with that in like round 10 when we can say, okay, give me some guy who's like going to pop off a couple of weeks. How about, and I'll how about this, him. by the way? Our, our software's rankings moved Deion Lewis one spot, just one spot, but one spot ahead of Derrick Henry. I, I don't get that at all. It's so, I really so surprising don't. to me. You're going to put the guy who just joined the team over the guy who they let DeMarco Murray go so it could be his team? He's going to get I'm the not tuts. agreeing with that. And because of that, I think – it's going to be even more important for Derrick Henry's already too low ADP. He's yeah. still super affordable. Maybe one of, he might be be the best deal of the draft season. 
by the end of this foot, uh, fantasy football season. Another guy I really I really like that we're, I'm looking at right now is Darius Geis. He's, yes, he's we ended up available. with him in our first mock draft as well. Ajay is still available, but I would probably prefer Geis to, to Ajay. And I would honestly prefer pro- Henry to, to both of them. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking Marvin Jones is one of our two picks here. I, I I agree. Like I said, I think Marvin Jones. If you can get Marvin Jones as your as your flex wide receiver, even as a is, second wide receiver, I'm okay with it oh, too. Yeah. Though as my second you wide receiver, I mean? I'm fine with him. It's but, crazy that he's going ahead of Golden Tate because yeah, their reception numbers were pretty close last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the touchdowns talk. Golden Tate did go already though. He went. He, he went did with the, with the fifth pick. Of yeah, the I'm fifth surprised round. he went before him. I yeah, am. me too. Because the touchdowns should talk. But yeah. Let's go with Marvin Jones. We'll we'll snag him. And then our, our decision is at running back for our next pick, but I mean, or to me at least, well, it's at I'm not back. super in love with any of the tight ends, especially now that Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson have gone. I don't want to put my trust in Evan Ingram no. yet, especially with how does Saquon get implemented into that offense and how does Odell Beckham come back? Right. So I'm not super concerned with like taking this chance on Evan Ingram, especially with such a high pick where I could get a guy who I'm starting or flexing throughout the year. Um, I like Darius Geis. I also like Jay Ajay, who's still out there. Right. Um, you know, as our third running back, I think he could do some real damage for teams. Yeah, I um, think you I remember think this was the that range too. that he was being drafted when he popped off that first season in Miami. Your third running back yeah. who ended up being your number one running back yeah, after the a while. number one for a couple of weeks. Absolutely. Too. So I like him a lot, but you know, Derrick Henry, he's got a bigger touchdown potential. I than so JHI does. And it, like I said, if we're taking a running back three flex guy, that's what you want. You want the guys who are going to score. And by taking Marvin Jones and Derrick Henry, we're kind of cementing that philosophy. Right. Yeah. We can we can just, you know, plug and play, flop those two guys when it's that favorable touchdown matchup for them. Because right. obviously they're not these guys are not guys who are going to score every single week, which, you know, they might actually. I kind of hope they do because I mean, I'm going to be drafting yeah. the two of them everywhere. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, you're going to be able to mix, being able to mix and match these two as your flex, I think it's just incredible. And I think it just further influences our strategy of waiting on quarterback and tight end. Because look at how many options we have to play guys. Our three receivers right now, Michael Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones, yeah. which is studly. Three guys we have in our top 15. And our, and our three running backs are going to be Kareem Hunt, Jarek McKinnon, and I'm going to close out the pick on Derrick Henry right now. And we're still the and still only Rodgers has been taken, so there's going to be a run of quarterbacks maybe right now as yep. we are waiting for oh, our next pick. Oh, you nailed it, Don. Nailed um, it. So right after, so uh, let's see, one, two, three. There was like six in a row. Five million, six million. <laughs> Alex Collins went right after we took Derrick Henry, which I wouldn't have considered taking him at that range at all. Kyle Rudolph goes then. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, Evan Ingram taken, pick 10, Kirk Cousins pick one of round seven. This is wild. Edelman and then Hogan back to back, which is interesting. Very interesting, especially because... Yeah, Edelman and Hogan going back to back is interesting. It shows that somebody's not too concerned about Edelman's suspension, yeah. which ha- the appeal has been heard and he will remain I suspended in, for I think those in, four weeks. I think in this range, though, you can like this is where you can afford... To hold somebody for four weeks on your bench if you're confident like we are, you know, like we could have handled Edelman in this round as well. Right. But as I'm looking, I think the guy who had Edelman, I think he took his quarterback last round. Okay. Um, so that he did. He he uh ended up with Wentz, uh, which is interesting. But you know, we are now the only team that hasn't drafted a quarterback, so here we go. Yeah. Um, we're, we're in we have the most ledger, leverage in the draft at yep. this point. There's no because better position to be already, in. No. Particularly this year 
there's no better position to be in than the last team to draft a quarterback. I think so. I think it's a great a great spot to be in. You know that you know these guys have just passed on value. You're looking down and Darius Geis and Jai, who guys who we were talking about last round, are both still available because of this huge quarterback run. This is 20 picks that these guys w- were able to stick around. These are that's huge types of swings. If you see in your draft, don't freak out and take the quarterback, you know? Just take advantage of these types of moments. You don't get them a lot. My favorite draft value currently right now still available as well in Lamar Miller. Yeah, he's still exactly. He's still a great value and he's still still hanging around for you, Donnie. Let me Just ask you, Scotty, for how you. do we feel about our receivers right now? I, I love We've got the Michael three Thomas, I Marvin love Jones. the three that we have. I think it's a great I think we're in a great spot to take a risk on a guy. Oh, because I was I thinking feel. running back, running back and going like Geis Lamar Miller. Or not at all. Or not at all. <laughs> or no or no receiver at all. Honestly, I'm good with that too. Yeah. Because there's a lot of receivers as as you know that I really like yeah. late later on. And you know, going What kind of risky guys did you have in mind though? Right like, now, like Sammy I think Watkins it, is one of the highest rated uh, receivers still available. I think We've Corey Davis is as, good, is as good a risk receiver pick that you can take. Yeah, he was he's a top five drafted wide receiver. So the talent is there. He was beat up last year. It takes, you know, first, you know, it takes receivers uh, that first year a lot. A lot of times. Yeah, it takes them that year to get their feet wet and get ready and all that type of uh, coach speak. But now I think that Davis is definitely ready, and if he comes into camp fully healthy and fully ready to go, this is a guy who could absolutely explode. And to get him in this round in an area where we don't, you know, we're in a complete wait and see with him, we don't need to play him, especially in the first couple of weeks. It, I think it's a great spot to just to just kind of stash him. So the fact that we just took Derrick Henry doesn't dissuade you from taking Corey Davis. Not too much because, like I just said, we're not reliant upon them starting. Yeah. You know, like, if I had, like, uh, you know, how how you know that I'm, I'm very much in on the Bears this year, if I had, like, Jordan Howard, I wouldn't be so excited to take Trey Burton because I know that uh, that they're on the same team and I'm going to have to be starting those guys every week. If they're just two options that I have, then I can choose between what, what, what I think the Titans offense is going to look like that week. Are they playing against a team that's stout against the run? I'll play Corey Davis. If they're playing against a team that's stout against the pass? I'll play Derrick Henry. All right, so I think Corey Davis is we're pretty much decided on. Although Tom would be, uh, <clears throat> Tom would definitely be be uh, beating the book for Emmanuel Sanders here as well, who's still yeah, available. But don't worry about Tom, right? He's not here. Yeah, so, true. So this is uh, this is our draft. All right, we don't need to enough. take any of his crap. Today. Devin Funches did go just before we picked. I don't know if we mentioned it. Delaney Walker has now also gone off the tight end board. Um, six tight ends taken. We can be the last team to take a tight end too, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm in no rush. I'm in absolutely no rush. That's another great, you know, that's another great position of leverage to be in. I think with the quarterback and the tight end, you know, as we've said all the time over and over. Um, since we are, do we want to go running back again to continue our pattern of running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver? I think so. I, I mean, there's no threat of quarterbacks being taken that that I'll be too upset about. There's still plenty of guys out there that I'm fine with having. Same thing with tight end. And so we got to keep stockpiling this position, I, I think, yeah. and and going with a running back here is the is the way to do it. This I think is a great year to just no matter who it is, just end up with a rookie. Yeah. And so that's why I'm leaning towards Geis over Jay Ajay right now. Um, Geis has the be- the better path to being his team's workhorse. That's why I like. I think Geis that's why more. Washington drafted him was so that he can inevitably become that. Yeah, no so doubt. So that's why, like, if he plays well, like, that's what he is going to be treated as. That's what they so want why not him take to be. Him. And and 
you know, I've said it a bunch of times. I don't trust Doug Peterson with with number one running backs. He's never really yeah. gone all in on a guy. Even LeGarrette, you know, LeGarrette Blunt it was splitting carries with Darren Sproles, and you know, all these different types of combinations. He's not exactly one to just say, "Okay, JGI, go out there and we're going to give you twenty touches." I really just don't see it happening. The only guy he's Whereas ever really done can. that with is Jamal Charles, who right. is a Hall of Fame talent. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think Geis is the way And, again, we're in another position where we can just go straight upside with this pick. Like with Corey Davis, who who didn't With our starting running backs and receivers already solidified. Right. Since they're already solidified, this is two great rounds, the seventh and eighth round. It's just two great upside guys that could really be something special. And that's something that our listeners need to know because the seventh, eighth round, there are going to be guys in your league who are panic drafting quarterbacks or tight ends because they don't have one in their starting lineup. Right. And so that might be where you want to strike. That might give you that excuse of, okay, take your quarterback round five, round six, wait on your tight end, or flip it. Right. Take your tight end five, six, wait on quarterback. Like we said, it's a great position to be in to be the last player in your league drafting a quarterback. Right. So with our last turn, we get our first defense taken, a lot of running backs and wide receivers. That quarterback bubble has burst since we are the only team who's taken it. JGI does go. Second mock draft we've done now that Sony Michelle has been taken as the first Patriots running back. Get used to it. If you want yeah. somebody in your league to do that, let them. Yeah, I think I think so too. It's it's just tough to gauge what he's gonna be. So to give up a pick where uh, I think guys are a little more steady where your Ronald Jones, your Lamar Millers, and JGIs are going. I think it's a little tough to risk it on Sony Michelle right now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, Sammy Watkins goes after Sony Michelle. Deion Lewis, we lost our chance to handcuff him. He's round uh, eight, pick five. That's okay. Ronald Jones, round eight, pick six. Pretty good spot for him. Mm-hmm. Lamar Miller, round eight, pick seven. Great spot. What a beautiful position you could be in to draft him there. Will Fuller goes right after Lamar Miller. Somebody was up upset that they missed out on a piece of that Texans Yeah, offense. I guess so. Emmanuel Sanders does go round eight, pick nine. Carlos Hyde, round eight. Eight pick ten, excuse me. Uh, round nine pick or no? Sorry, we're round seven. This is round eight now. Sorry, Pierre Garcon. No, I got it. No, round nine pick yeah, one. Round Garcon. nine pick one Garcon. Round round nine pick two Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb's former teammate Jordy Nelson goes after him. Got to think that ADP has the Martavis Bryant expected suspension baked in. Definitely. Our boy, the Moscow Mule, creeping up into single digit ADP. Cooper Cup. Chris Thompson coming back off of his Achilles injury goes round nine, pick five. Round nine, pick six is his teammate, Jamison Crowder. Uh, somebody looked to capitalize on the Sony Michelle drafting by taking Rex Burkhead. Good Kelvin pick. Benjamin goes round nine, pick eight. And round nine, pick nine, like I said, the first defense off the board, Jacksonville. Wow. Jacksonville would have been my target for defense if but they like slipped five a little bit more. five rounds later, baby? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Not so, in the ninth round? That's yeah, so, insane. So, like, as the 10th pick with two picks coming, and I, I got a guy who takes the first defense off the board right before I'm about to pick two guys, I am foaming at the mouth at this situation. Yeah, imagine um, that in a draft. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, please. I'm looking at the wide receivers that they're suggesting, and it's Devontae Parker, Robbie Anderson, Marquise Goodwin. The thing that they all have in common, oddly enough, is that they all have a Week 11 buy. <laughs> yeah, that I don't is know if the software was doing that on purpose because we do have two wide receivers with a Week 6 buy. But they did but line that up nice. I'm not in love with any of those guys enough no. that I'm looking at the tight ends available. We've got Trey Burton there. We love the Bears. We haven't taken anybody from the Bears. We had our opportunities to do that. 
And I think Trey Burton is the guy. He's my failsafe, Donnie. Yeah. He's I, my I Bears. Really... He's my Bears failsafe this year, yeah. Trey Burton. When Because, obviously, you know I'm going to be waiting on tight ends. If I yeah. don't have my Jordan Howard or my Tariq Cohen or – Who hasn't or, gone, by the way. Or my Allen Robinson or someone else in the Bears offense, here's my chance right here in the 10th round to slide in and take a guy who I think his, the inventiveness in which he's going to be used is going to be different than maybe any tight end in the league. This isn't a guy who's like a stereotypical tight end. He was like an H-back in college. He even played, took some snaps from quarterback, as you saw in the Super Bowl when he threw that touchdown. So this is a really athletic We are going to bring guy. that up every single time we any bring chance I, yeah, We yes, have so yes. far. And we've brought him up a ton. Yeah. <laughs> and I think throughout the year he's going to continue to come up because yeah. you're going to see him having big weeks. And I think he's a great pick right here. To our listeners who may be getting bored of hearing about the Philly special, especially those Giants and Patriots fans that listen to us. I promise by week five, we will stop mentioning that Trey Burton threw a touchdown pass to Nick Foles in the Super Bowl. All right. That, Until you're, then, you're, I have you're going to have to hold to that it. promise. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I think Trey Burton's the pick here. I know we like to wait on tight end, but you can't ignore it anymore. Yeah, and I think we've waited Burton. long enough. You know, we're yeah. in. This is the ninth. This is the last this is basically pick of the, the ninth round. round. So we're like nearing double digit rounds. And we found a guy that we really like that really rounds out our team. So I think that he's a great pick. And one of the things that I like about him is compared to the other tight ends left is you're looking at Jordan Reed and Eifert are the other two options. Yeah. And we just don't like their health concerns, quite frankly. So to yeah. get him, who we think is going to be a guy where you can just put in all, all 16 weeks and kind of roll with the tide. That's that's all you need from a tight end. Yep. And so we went ahead and picked him. And, and with our next pick, you know, I typically don't like going tight end quarterback. But I kind of like how our team is set up right now. And I really and we can tutty buddy. And Matthew Stafford is still out there. Matthew exactly. Stafford's still out there. We can tutty buddy him. We can tutty him. buddy him with Marvin Jones, which I think is awesome. Stafford is another guy that's rock solid. And I think the point that we're trying to get at here is like, we're in the ninth and tenth round, and we're finding a tight end and a quarterback who we think are going to give you week to Top week ten value, starter position value, wire to wire. So you know that's why we're saying wait, 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 because you yeah. can use these picks right here, back to back, boom, boom, and get two guys who everyone's basically saying are going to be top 10 at their position and just be steady throughout the whole year. And that's all you need from those spots. There's just one more thing I wanted to add, and I do agree that we should take Stafford. But before we do that, we have six picks left, right? Three of them are positions that we're going to have to take. We have to take a quarterback. We have to take a kicker. We have to take a defense. Right. It just comes down to how much longer do we want to wait on our quarterback. And if we can tutty buddy with a guy who's finished right around the top 10 for the last, I don't know, 7,000 right. years, yep. we should take him. Exactly. You know? And to, and to take something from Tom, you know, he's like, you know, we'll wait on the quarterback, but we're not going to just, like, look value in the face and pass it yeah. up. And I think Matthew Stafford right here at the turn of the 10th round is a great value. Plus, if we don't take him here, who's to say that another team won't take him as their backup quarterback? Are we really going to sit here and let someone else think that Matt Stafford is a backup fantasy quarterback? No. Not in this house. Not anymore. Not, not up anymore. in here. I like the argument. I'm clicking it emphatically. Not up in here. And he's in. Oh, man. I really like how our team's rounding out, Don. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking good. It's, we should it's, kick Tom out more often. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's looking a little bit different. Which I always will, which I really, really yeah, like. It yeah, just, exactly. It just looks a little bit different. Duke Johnson, round 10, pick three. Surprise he lasted that long. I like that value. Something to keep in mind, though. Double like digit rounds for a guy who had eight touchdowns last year is pretty good. Speaking of. Speaking of, Robbie Anderson, round 10, pick five. 
it's murky with him and the Jets, though. I think that that's definitely baked into his ADP currently. Yep. Michael Gallup going before Mark uh, before Alan Hearns is interesting. Out of, uh, yeah, Alan Hearns is a guy that uh, I think we might be talking about taking on one of these two picks, but keep going. Yeah. Um, Marlon Mack goes. Uh, interesting with him. Robert Turbin announced that he's expecting to be suspended for performance-enhancing drugs, yep. so he will miss the first four weeks of the season. Tevin Coleman, round 10, pick 7. Steal. Might have been a guy that we could have thought about before, but again, yeah. we shored up some positions that we needed to shore up. No doubt. Devontae Parker, round 10, pick 8, goes before Kenny Stills. I know you hate that, Scott. Right, but they went right back to back because yep. Kenny Stills is 10-9, which I'm just sad Kenny Stills went. I wanted yeah. to get him here. Uh, round 10, pick 10, Tariq Cohen. Another one of my boys, back-to-back. Back. Yeah. Jordan Reed, round 11, pick one. That's a pretty low-risk spot for him, given yeah. his injury history and everything like that. Marquise Lee goes round 11, steal, pick two. This is a steal, by the way, that I don't think people are talking enough about. Marquise Lee at 11.2. Yeah, he's the number one receiver. Steal. Yeah. He was the number one receiver through the whole second half of last year. Yeah. Major steal. Marquise Goodwin could end up being the number one in San Francisco as well. Yeah. He goes 11.3. Nelson Aguilar, we know how I feel about him. Right. 11.4. Um, Sterling Shepard, 11-5. Carrion Johnson, 11-6. I believe that's the first Lions running back taken before Theo Riddick even. Yeah. Aaron Jones, the first Packer running back off the board at 11-7. Josh Doxson at 11-8. CJ Anderson, 11-9. And that leads us to the team that will be winning this league. Of course. The Ruts team. This simulated league. Yes. <laughs> We're taking it, man. I'm oh, telling yeah. you. Um, just looking at running backs, Isaiah Crowell's out there. New team. I'm not sure I'm super into it. Um, Bilal Powell, I would, I would actually give a little bit more consideration to yeah. right now. Um, Des Bryant's still out there. Yeah, Des Bryant's so still the, hanging the around. The question becomes, like, do we take him and just say he's probably going to sign to a team that's going to validate an 11th round ADP? Yeah, I would you think know? so, too. Like, he's hanging around a little too long. Yeah. I, picking him and just seeing, you know, we'll figure it out. It's it's starting to get a little late, which, which obviously yeah. kind of sucks for him. But it is Des Bryant. I mean, I think he's planning on going to a team that identifies wide receiver as a need during camp. I think for the sake of this, maybe we should just stick to guys who are yeah. on teams. All right. I was just curious. I, yeah. But you know, I'm it's paying cute. attention. I'm trying to get cute with it. I'm I, paying I attention to Des Bryant for Absolutely. sure. And where he's yeah. going. And obviously with his ABDP this deep right now, yeah. it's never going to rise to a level that's too scary. Running back right now does not look like any guys that I need to draft in the 11th round, quite frankly. It's a lot of guys in, in timeshares. Nick Chubb's out there. Are we really going to have him be the third Cleveland running back taken? Probably not. Yeah, I'm not James interested. White I would be interested in. It is a little peep league. If it was full, I think he would be one of our I, two there's picks There's two here. guys I'm interested in, in running backs, and it's James White, like you said, and Theo Riddick. James White yeah. gets a huge bump because Edelman's not in the first four games. So they, he's the kind of guy that like I think that he could be nice to – to draft and see how he does the first couple weeks, and maybe try to throw him into a trade yeah. type of thing. But um, I Here, think the he's thing a good, with Theo Riddick though is we do have Stafford and Marvin Jones already too. Yeah, we're a little we're a little so too pocketed much, on the Lions at that point. Yeah, um, so that's why I like James White more than Theo Riddick. Um, I do. I did hear what you said about Alan Hearns earlier. I unfortunately didn't acknowledge it right away. Um, but I like him there too because. You know, he's the guy who's been around a little bit longer. Michael Gallup, sometimes these rookie wide receivers, they just take a little bit too long for me to justify taking him there. We do also have Cam Meredith there for New Orleans, although we do have um, 
Michael Thomas, Thomas as well. well. Just kind of wanted to mention his name because, yeah. you know, I'm sure guys are probably thinking about Cam Meredith at this point. Right. Still available in the 11th, 12th swing is pretty interesting. Yeah, nobody's really talking about Alan Hearns at all. Uh, the reports are coming out that he looks strong and he's been the clear cut number one for them in camp and all that type of stuff. And for me at this point That's in good the enough draft, for me. At this point in the draft, that is good enough yeah. for me. You can get exactly. a team's number one wide receiver in the 11th round. And a team that lost over 200 targets from the year before, even if he's not going to be your number one, this is a guy that's definitely going to get work. He got paid to get work. And if they're saying he's the clear-cut number one guy, I think Might that's well. good enough for Lock me to pick in. him. Yeah. And he's our fifth wide receiver, so yeah. absolutely wow. no pressure yeah. at all for no. him. And I think he's he's actually, you know, he's not one of those guys who's like a deep ball wide receiver, which Dak never really succeeded with. He's like a, a shorter, quicker type of route kind of yeah. guy. So I think he's going to be a great ma- uh, match with him. Um, we're not doing backup tight ends or quarterbacks for this team, are we? I don't think so, no. Yeah, I don't think we need to, especially with Stafford so. as, our to- as our quarterback. And, and tight ends live the stream if we have to. Right, exactly. And if you have a tight end... That is the stream within themselves, you know. That's one of the things that uh, that I realized last year owning Jimmy Graham is that some tight ends they actually are the stream. You know, yeah. their season is the the up and yeah. down of the tight end Ebbing season and flowing. So, and- so if you have a guy like Trey Burton or a guy like Jimmy Graham, who I actually picked up, I picked up Jimmy Graham in a league last year because someone got that fed yeah. up with him that they cut him. You know, just pay attention to that yeah. that type of stuff because that's how the position is. How much convincing do I need to give you for James White? Not a lot, really. Right. We don't even Little have any, league. We don't have any Patriots on our team, which I always like to have one. Yeah, and you know James White is like, like I said with um, Trey Burton, James White's our fail safe for the Patriots, yeah. right? He'll always be there for us when we yeah. want to have at least one Patriot in our in our uh, in our teams. Yeah, absolutely. So let's take James White, and another big run comes. Are we thinking defense kicker before the last two rounds, Scott? I mean, I always it's always in my head, especially yeah. like. With with how balanced out that we've yeah. been, uh, that so, we are right now, I really right. like where we, where our team is. So between our last bench spot, if I was like, you know what, screw it, I'm gonna go ahead and take a defense yeah. or a kicker. I mean, yeah, because we do be, have we have three picks left. I so really like it's I, gonna be our last flex, and then our kicker, and then our defense. Um, I'm thinking they're suggesting someone that that I love for us right now. I think it, I think that it would just solidify our team perfectly. Um, I was just going to mention though, like we have three picks left. Our last bench spot, our kicker and our defense. I'm thinking let's save kicker and defense for the last pick of round 15 because we can just play matchups. We of know course. that some of these defenses who have good matchups probably aren't going to be drafted. Right. Yeah. So we'll save um, our defense for so the save 15th, our defense and, we'll pick a good and then we'll matchup. go. We'll go our our last. Um, our last bench spot and our kicker here. Right. Um, luckily, no kickers have been taken. Um, the tight end bubble had kind of, kind of, or there was a run of tight ends. Jack Doyle, George Kittle, Tyler Eifert, Charles Clay, and OJ Howard got taken before Cameron Brait. Um, the software and it looks like my brother yes, are suggesting definitely. that we handcuff Kareem Hunt with Spencer Ware, a guy who's perfect. That he could pick. do it. I think it's long. a perfect pick. Or I really do. I think that with yeah, the roster construction that we have. Just yeah. to solidify that running back position, yeah. that one spot with whoever is on Kansas City at that yeah. time. God forbid Kareem Hunt goes down. We hope he stays in the entire year, and we, you know, we cut Spencer Ware down the road, hopefully. Yeah. But for now, at the on the draft day, I think locking in the handcuff of Spencer Ware is like, especially perfect. in July, where anything can happen at yeah. this point between now and September first. Yeah. I think he's a he's a perfect, yeah. you know, and. 
you know, we could go digging through the rest of the guys yeah. that are in here. Yeah. But, it, you know, at this point, it gets kind of tough. And just having that kind of pop out at you and be like, oh, hey, Spencer Ware, the backup to your yeah. number one draft pick is still hanging yeah. out there. You might as well scoop him. I think it's a no brainer. By the way, three quarterbacks taken since our last pick, Jimmy Garoppolo, Phillip Rivers and Alex Smith. In Washington, which well, I you think know, is a I very love Alex Smith. Uh, one of my one of my spot. strategies in drafts is going to be, and one of my drafts is going to be wait literally forever, yeah, and take. And Alex now Smith. you know that you can do it, yes, and that's why <laughs> that's why as we say it all the time, that's why it's so important to mock draft. Of course, Justin Tucker, is it time for Tucky bombs? I think so. Yeah. I think it's time for Tucker. Foolishly, this ranking has him as the third best kicker. And that's I saw just him a hit joke. one from seventy. Yeah, he hit one from on seventy the in the off season. Unbelievable. Yeah, like. They'll never let him do that in so a game. So we'll scoop him, and uh, and now obviously the defenses are going to run through, yeah. and we're going to be at the bottom of the barrel for it. So here's what fine. I'm going to do: I'm going to look up the week one schedule, and we're going to just take a look at who's there. Uh, no, we don't. Pittsburgh's there. They play. Who they is play it? the Browns. They play the Browns. New Orleans is up there. They're going to play the they Buccaneers play without at um, home. Jameis Winston. I think that would probably be my pick. New Orleans at home against against Tampa. Yeah, let me just get the schedule up just because I, really I like want to. I do want to confirm because I know Carolina's up there and they have a they a play higher the, potential they play the of Cowboys. week to week. They play the Cowboys, but like uh, season long, they could be a little better. season long. They could be a I, little I bit better that. if we want to take that. the risk. But the Ravens the are stream. a great week one pick, yes. because they play the Bills, but they win already. So yeah. that would be my week one stream. You know, if you can get the Ravens. For week one, I would definitely go for, go for them because they have some season long. But I'll tell you what, though, I'm taking them, the Saints. I, I like the Saints playmaking a lot defense. Too. They got Cameron Jordan who can get a lot of sacks. They got Lattimore back there. Kenny Vaccaro, a playmaking safety. Mister Irrelevant. We're about to pick right here with the New Orleans Saints. Ooh. They the very last pick. They and you know that defense felt pretty irrelevant in that uh, Motor City or uh, Minnesota Miracle. Um, so we do end up going ahead and taking the Saints. And you know the Saints. Just keep in mind, like they play the Browns week two. Like, yeah. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. Like, so you can get them the last they, pick of the they draft. They start stringing it together yeah. and, uh, and return to their yeah. position and defenses last year. are defense is all about momentum. It's all about momentum with stuff like that. Uh, so just to kind of go through our roster, I'm just going to run through our starters real quick. Matthew Stafford, Kareem Hunt, and Jarek McKinnon as our two running backs. Love that. Love that. Personally. Michael Thomas and T.Y. Hilton. I love that, too. As our wide receivers. Uh, our flex is going to be either Marvin Jones or Derrick Henry. That is going to flip-flop all season for us with this particular team. Yep. Our tight end is Trey Burton. Defense, we got the Saints against the Jameis Winston-less Buccaneers at home. As you can tell, I love that matchup for them. Yes. Um, we also got Justin Tucker. Our bench, we had um, a lot of different guys. We ended up getting Darius Geis. We ended up getting James White. We ended up getting uh, Corey, Corey Davis, Davis, who we love as like, he's technically a risk because he didn't do a ton last year, but he's not a risk because he's just, he's. we know he's talented. I we know the, he was earning Mariota's trust by the end of the year. that he is going Yeah. In. Especially because, like you said, he really picked it up in the playoffs yeah. too. Gave himself something to build on. Yeah. And Alan Hearns, of course, we ended up getting as well. Yeah. Um, just, just one of the sticky and we handcuffed that we really like. Kareem liked Hunt too. with uh, Spencer Ware. Right. Which is awesome. I think that's just such a solid roster. And we did get a C plus from the software. But again, we don't really put a lot into those grades. A lot of it goes into, did you get a high ranking player in every single position? Right. Which, of course we didn't because we, no. we were the last team to take a quarterback you know tight end we could have done a little bit better but who cares right look at the value and look at the depth of our running backs and wide receivers and there's just not a better depth team that just drafted in the software with us than ours 
No, sorry. And, and there's guys that on that team that what I really like is they have big game type of explosion. You know, yeah. You want those guys who are steady and then have those weeks that are just like godly. And I think that we got a couple guys like that that this team could just be. You know, on their and the, even in their worst weeks they're going to compete. Yeah. In their best weeks, we're cruising the yeah. W's. Yeah, this is gonna. This is I think is gonna be a steady team that's gonna have some weeks where we look unbeatable. Yeah, and we just gotta hope that those are weeks 14, 15, and sixteen. That's right. That's right. Um, that's but right. there's a long way to go in between that. So let us know what you think about our mock draft team, second one of the year. So we should be pretty decent at this by now, and we are gonna probably end up doing one at the end of it's August near as well. My second one. It's, um, I, I've done. So it's many. our second one as a show. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I know. I just wanted to to come out and say I've done maybe ten times. Yeah. That. I can't wait to hear Tom's thoughts on this one because I think there were some times where we might have done things differently if he had his input in there, who we there's picked. There's some but, Tom missing from from the middle rounds of yeah, that absolutely. team. I think. I think absolutely. There's, there's just a little a little Tom missing yeah. in, the, in those middle rounds yeah. that would definitely would have changed the team yeah. probably for the better. But you know. He'll be back sooner. Yeah. Uh, so, Tom, let us know what you think on Twitter at yeah. RutzFF. And everybody else, you're more than welcome to do that as well. If you wanted to talk specifically about certain players that we like, Scott is at WagsFF. I am at Why So Serious. We are also going to post a full picture of this team on our Instagram at RutzFF so we can start the debate there as well in comment form rather than tweet form nice. if you're into that a little bit more as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will be back next week. Not spoiling what we're doing next week yet, but it's going to be a great time. We hope to see you then. We hope you enjoyed the mock draft. Again, give us your grade on Twitter at RutzFF. Uh, you can hit up Tom at HillierFF to give him crap for it not being here as well. Yes, for although, sure. Although I'm sure, although vacation is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, no matter when you get to take it or where it is. Yeah. Uh, so Tom, get home safely. We will see everybody next week. And until then, keep scoring. Hey!